have some breaking news for you on the Catfish and Ice podcast. Breaking news, some breaking national Breaking news. news. Everyone ready for this? Everyone ready for this? It's just been reported yes. that the Nashville Predators have UC Soros and the Florida Panthers. They do not have UC Soros. There it is. Breaking That's the breaking news tonight. News. In case in case no one knew that crazy information, the Nashville Predators have UC Soros, and the Nashville Predators just got a huge win against the Florida Panthers, a statement win. This is Absolutely. the Catfish and Ice podcast, episode 39. This is Chad Mitten, your host, with host Rich Howe joining me tonight. And we are super pumped to bring you an awesome episode. We're munching on some W's tonight. We're munching on some dubs. How are you doing tonight, great. Rich? Oh, man, so excited. It was such a great game. Good to see those guys uh, step up and do what they needed to do. Anytime the Preds face the Panthers, I feel like you're just going to have to buckle your seatbelt in tight, get yep. ready for it. And tonight was no different. I'm telling you, I was... And each period was like a different type of period. Like it was coming in waves. It it didn't have that boring, like just dragging on type of feeling that some games can do. This game was just back and forth. You didn't know what, how it was going to change from period to period, from shift to shift even. And so that's where we're at. This is again, episode 39 of the Catfish and Ice podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network and presented by DraftKings. And for all of our listeners and for all of our followers that are watching the stream right now, we invite you to go get that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN for all users. We've got fantasy baseball going on right now. we got fan- daily fantasy basketball going on. You can pick your daily lineup. You can use our promo code and get a shot at millions of dollars per week. And it's free to play. What more can you ask for there? So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN for sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, to, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So this is what we got in store for you for Episode 39 of the Catfish and Ice Podcast. This is Chad Mitten and Rich Howe, your host. We're going to talk about the game we just watched. The Preds get a huge statement win against the Florida Panthers. Massive. Maybe the biggest win of the season for them. And Massive. the reason why I say that is because you can maybe say when they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple times, those were the biggest wins. But that came against a backup goaltender. Yep. This was a game where everything was on the, on the line. The Florida Panthers have plenty to play for in their own right. They're going for a division title here. And we are fighting for a playoff spot. So we're going to, of course, we're going to react to the game. We have to do that. We're going to give you a quick preview on what we think is going to happen tomorrow because it's a back-to-back situation here. And you know the Panthers are going to come out ticked off, and we got to be ready to take their best shot. Yes. I think I personally think we took their best shot tonight. But Yeah, gonna, I agree. Yeah. They're going to turn around and do it again. After we do that, we're going to get into – some UC Soros love here. UC Soros. I think the whole episode is basically going to be about UC Soros. Oh, and he earned it. But he earned it. And so UC Soros, you know, we're all we're all talking about these uh player award races right now. That's kind of get that's heating up. You got the Calder trophy race going on with Kaprasov and with Robertson for the Dallas Stars. Uh you've got the Hart Trophy, which really isn't that exciting. Pretty much Connor McDavid is probably gonna yeah. win that one. But the Vesna trophy. That is an exciting race to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. And we've got our boy UC Soros saying, Hey, hey, I'm sitting over here and you might you guys yeah. might want to be talking about me right look now. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Look at, look at me over here. As a matter of fact, hold on, real quick. Let me do something real fast. Let me turn this around. All right. Yeah, there you go. Show some there respect. All right. There it is. For all, for all of our listeners on the podcast. Uh, Rich just turned around his jersey so that we can see the beautiful number 74, UC Soros, which needs to be on display right now for sure. So we're going to talk about UC Soros and how he is charging into the Vesna Trophy conversation. Are we being homers by doing that, or is there some legitimacy to that? We're going to talk about that. We're going to round out episode 39 with listing off some players that we feel have really Mm -hmm. raised their level of play this season to really put the Preds in this position. Rich, 
I know you're focused. I know you're keeping an eye on the comments tonight. If any of our listeners or followers uh, give us any good comments, make yep. sure you let us know so we can show them some love because we appreciate all of them. We got Mike Twitter. Mike Twitter's on here. Oh yeah, we love Mike Twitter. He's always yes. giving us good comments. All right, we love you, man. We love you. Yep. We appreciate you watching. Thank and you listening. so much. All right, so let's get into it. The Preds win four to one over the Florida Panthers, and I got to tell you, going into the third period, it did not feel. Mm-mm. Like such a low scoring game. This game no. was high intensity, edge of your seat, back and forth. If you if you took a, a on the fence hockey casual fan who maybe doesn't know a lot about hockey and you let them watch this game tonight, I guarantee you they're gonna come out of this a bigger fan of hockey. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, hockey was, in general. This yeah, game fast-paced. was so much fun. This is why we love hockey. It was gorgeous hockey. It was beautiful hockey. It was. It wasn't sloppy on either team's part, Mm-mm. and it was just fun. Rich, kind of give me some of your initial thoughts from the game, man. Yeah, it was just fast-paced, and that's what everybody wants to see. I mean, there were penalties, but not like a huge amount. Not very many stoppages. Just It was just fast, and they were you know hitting each other. A lot of good hits, a lot of good passing. It was just like you said. It was just, hold on. Hey, hold on. I got to – all right, so all my listeners, all the listeners and followers, they know that – uh, that I have a very annoying Dallas Stars fan for a roommate. <laughs> That's right. And do. in real time, he just texted me and said, uh-oh, someone just snuck into a playoff spot. How should I put this guy on blast? Does he not uh, scoreboard? Do Dallas Stars fans not scoreboard watch or something? Did he, I don't know. Did he not realize the Preds were playing tonight too? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a math whiz by any means, but I'm pretty sure both teams entered the night with the Preds leading by two points. And both teams won tonight and gained two points. They did. So I'm pretty sure that means the Nashville Predators are still up by two points. They are. So, um, <laughs> so to my Dallas Stars uh, roommate and best friend, you are wrong. Yeah. Your Dallas Stars have not snuck into a playoff spot yet. So and they gave uh, up. They actually gave up a point to Carolina. It was in yeah. overtime. So. So uh, anyway, we'll we'll put the Dallas Stars to the wayside until Saturday. We'll we'll talk about them later yeah. in the week. But let, let's focus on this game. I'm sorry to cut you off, Rich, but that you're just fine. struck a nerve with me. No, you're all good. I get but, it. Uh, I totally understand. Let's get into this game. So the first period was um, started off a little shaky. Started off a little shaky. You know that you get that a lot. Teams filling each other out and whatnot. Yeah. But you know the. The, the, the Panthers, they did what they do. They used their speed. They're making things happen. And the Preds, you wonder if the Preds are going to match that. Can they mm-hmm. match all the talent and all the skill that the Panthers have in their fours with Barkov, with Herbado, with with uh, so many of these good players, you know? And, yeah. yeah. And, and and that's what the Preds did. They matched it. They said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to step up to your level of intensity. We're not backing down. Yes, you're maybe the better team on paper. And and it was just an impressive thing to see. The, the Panthers scored the first goal on a delayed penalty. They kind of settled in and did yeah, what absolutely. good teams did what good teams do. They tic-tac-toed it, got one past Soros. Soros didn't look back after that. No, he did not. And even that and even that goal wasn't on Soros. But again, he didn't look back. And so it's just incredible to watch. And then Gramlin now leads the team in goals. He, he, he got the, he got the equalizer. Yep. Give Roman Yossi a lot of credit for driving that play to begin with. Yeah, um, that was actually his. Uh, that was his. Uh, the the assist that ties him with Shea Weber for most yes, points for a predator. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, congrats to the captain on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So looking looking at the all time points list on, on that regard. Yep. I mean, I don't see any scenario where you where uh, not you stars where uh, Roman Yossi doesn't eventually catch David Legwand and pass right. him for the all-time points lead, points yep. leader for the franchise. Uh, maybe not next season. He would have to go on a crazy It'll tear, a but, but yeah. at least after next season. So that's awesome to see as well. Yo- Roman Yossi's quietly having a great season like he always does. He's still the elite defenseman we all know him to be. And so that was awesome. Granlin has 13 goals in the season, so he leads the team. Crashing the net. Getting out I in front of that. the net. And making good things happen, just smart hockey. You know, he's playing. He's also playing a little more aggressive, which is good to see. I know, like for the not, well, not last season, but the, like the season he came, like he was a little more timid. But this season, he's really turned on the aggressiveness, which is good. Yeah. They need that. 
For sure, for sure. And so then we went into the second period, uh, tied at one. And um, you know, you're you're kind of you're feeling good. I'm feeling good at that point. Uh, yeah, you know, I was I was too a little bit, but then they started you know having some turnovers and just there were not, not but, good passing. And but they there spit were there were giveaways lot. by both teams though. There this were, game there was were. like this game would have featured a lot of uh, giveaways in your own zone. Goaltenders getting tested. Yeah, um, it it was in that regard. It was not necessarily the prettiest game in some respects. Yeah. And so both teams kind of had to, like, you know, battle that. The the Predators didn't spend very much time in the offensive zone. That was the only – Oh, the second period. So the second period – the second period was a disaster. It could have gone disastrously. It could have. If not for UC Soros. And that's kind of why we opened the episode that way. Uh, Because if you put UC Soros on the Panthers, I'm pretty sure the Panthers win this game tonight. That's just how I'm calling it. And so – yeah, UC Soros carried us through that second period. It was, yeah, it was. Did. I mean, I think the Preds had like two shots on goal at some point. Uh, yeah, it wasn't I heading into the end of the second period. They only had two shots on goal in the entire second period. Uh, I'm not sure what the final number was in that period. They ended up with five shots on goal, but the Panthers had 22 shots on goal yeah. in that second period. So, X factor doesn't take a hockey expert to know that, that was UC Soros. Absolutely he not. Carried us just. This guy, so Soros is just so locked in right now. He makes it look easy on the replay. He does. Absolutely. Which, just, which is what – that's what elite players do in all sports. Yeah, They make things look easy that aren't easy. Yeah, and he's doing exactly what he needs to do. And, like, all those guys need to, like, chip in and buy him a car at the end of the season or something because he is keeping <laughs> this team. I mean, he's just keep, I mean, he is definitely keeping them – in the hunt for this, and you know, yeah, it's it's amazing just watching and, him play that way. And it, well, it's kind of well, it's kind of cool about it. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure when Soros came back from injury, he played the Panthers twice. Correct? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like tonight kind of came full circle a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. you know the Pan- you know the Panthers are having a little bit of nightmares over UC Soros, which I think a lot of teams are at this point. As they but, should. Um, huge, huge performance for him. From him, we get to the third period, and. I thought we were in for a dogfight. I thought it was going to take – I didn't see this goal barrage coming from the Preds. I did not point. either. But they they made things happen. Uh, they're up 2-1 going into the third period. And how about Eric Holla? Eric Holla is continuing oh, yes. his – I mean, he's getting overlooked by a lot of a lot of people right now. Eric Holla is playing some great hockey. And he was on our list of maybe players we thought were playing horribly to start the season. Mm-hmm. We were pretty critical of him early on in the season. And this guy, to his credit, has bounced back and just really played well. Been a very good player on that third line. And yeah, he, he, was, he was another player that was being mentioned as a possible trade deadline uh, sell-off. Mm-hmm. Eric was, was. And so yeah. these guys are making uh, David Poyle look a little smart here, at least for now. Especially Granlin. As far as, okay <laughs> – we listed some of these players who were like, I, I'm going to include myself in this. Hey, we should maybe sell these players off and get what we can out of them. And they're making me look kind of dumb right now. I'll admit it because well, these players are playing very, very well and contributing to this playoff push right now. So a lot, a lot's happened in a month and a half. We were, we were on the ropes a month and a half ago and we were all kind of saying the exact same thing. So. Yeah. Eric Halla had two points tonight, actually, a goal and an assist. So. He's playing very well. He's playing very well. And then and that, a good, Branson, good Branson got secondary assist off that, too, it yep. says. Yeah. So, that's good. And so, and so speaking of Gru Branson, he, uh, he's not going to be a flashy player. That's not why he was brought to the Preds. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's serving his role on that third defensive pairing. Just a yep. big body. Uh, he, he made some shaky plays here and there tonight. I don't think he was, like, completely sharp. But he also made some good plays as well. He so actually, gonna, yeah, at the end, he made up for yeah. it because he had, he had some really good, a couple of good poke checks at the end. Which exactly. Was, he's and, which, and that's what you want out of a player like Gu Branson is he's a veteran. Absolutely. He's been around a long time. You hope that a player like Gu Branson is going to, you know, he's maybe not going to go out there and do the flashy stuff, but he's going to make the right decision in the right moment because he has that experience. Yep. And so I think down, down the stretch of that game we watched tonight, I think that's kind of what we saw out of Gabranson. So, again, Poyle's looking kind of smart here because that was a very low-key trade deadline move that they made. And he 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 played some valuable minutes tonight, some valuable shifts yep. 
from Drew Branson. Yep. And then uh, Yakov Trenin put the exclamation point oh, on man. the game. And then he the threw whole- himself. I love I love that goal that goal celebration that uh, that players do when it's like so simple but so effective where they just kind of throw themselves into the boards. Yeah, but no, that's always, my favorite. But I'm always worried they're gonna like hurt themselves somehow. Yeah, like, that's true. You know, kind of well, like the. Cool. Uh, oh, I was I was just gonna say what was cool about that goal was all three of the hard line got in on that. Yeah, it was uh, it and was so, to Janot and then to Trent yeah. to finish it, man. It was. But that that goal yeah. celebration always scares me because it reminds me of the football uh, touchdown celebration where the uh, oh. where the player will hop up and try to lay the ball up. Uh, it, for all of our Titans fans out there, Ryan Tannehill had the scare where he jumped mm-hmm. up and tried to lay the football up and almost buckled his ankle. So that always scares me. But I love that yeah. goal celebration from uh, Trenton. Yakov Trenton got the goal there. That pretty much gave us enough insurance to where kind of felt okay about it. But even mm-hmm. at four one, I was still like the Panthers yeah, we, can come back. Yeah, we knew what we saw what happened at four one against uh, Chicago. So yeah, well, makes you a little nervous. But yeah, there's a radio host out there in Nashville. We won't bring up because he's already catching <laughs> enough. He's already catching enough heat. We don't need to pile on it. But uh, but yeah, so a huge win, especially considering the Dallas Stars also won tonight. So you can't let up at all. You were hoping that maybe the Carolina Hurricanes would go out there and take care of business and give us a four-point cushion, but yeah. the Preds aren't going to get any breaks here. They're going to have to go out and earn it. Yeah, Carolina was actually down two nothing and came back and tied it up to go in overtime. So, but hey, as a, as a fan of the Predators, most people are going to agree you don't want the Preds backing into this playoff spot. You want them to go out there and seize it. You want them to take it. You don't want the stars to have to crap the bed for you to get in. You want to go out there and take it and feel confident if you're about to go into the first round and take on the Carolina Hurricanes, the Tampa Bay Lightning, or still it could be the Florida Panthers as well, even though this loss for the Florida Panthers deals a serious blow to them as well. So. we're playing spoilers in a weird way. Even though we're a playoff team, possibly we're still playing spoilers when it comes to the division race. So yeah. we're kind of get we're kind of getting the best of both worlds right here because it's always fun to spoil other teams' parties too. So yeah, Carolina's uh, clinched actually. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't understand the points as much why Florida and Tampa Bay aren't yet. But like I said, uh, so go follow uh, in, at ineffective math on Twitter. Oh, okay. This is your playoff scenario guy that you want to follow. Awesome. Um, I'll check that out. Every day he shares a very complex analytical mathematical stuff that's way above cool. my head. I was horrible yeah. in math. Well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. But he, he breaks it down for you for the dummy like I am when it comes to math. And so I appreciate I appreciate that. So go follow Ineffective Math awesome. at, at Ineffective Math on Twitter for all your playoff scenarios. Anyway, and enough so, about those guys. Yeah, right. So, uh, like I said, big, huge statement win. Maybe the biggest statement win of the season for the Preds. Going into tomorrow night's game, are we going to see Pecorine and Net? Man. What do you do? I don't know. That's don't that's, know. A, that's a very fair question to ask. Because if you – I mean, if, if you – I mean, Soros has played what, like – is that like his ninth game straight? I can't remember. Anyway. It's been a know, while. It's been it's a while been, since we've seen Pekka. It's been a long we can, time. We can look it up. So if you so if you play Pekka and um, say they do lose to Florida, then that makes the Dallas game even more important. So you know because Dallas is actually playing Carolina tomorrow night too. They're, yeah, they have so back as well. So it, it, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but is I'm the, one of the biggest world's biggest Pecorino fans. Oh, me too. But yeah, I totally. feel like we're in playoff hockey right now, and yeah. if it's if it's a playoff scenario, you're starting Sorrows tomorrow. I mean, you kind of so need even, to. Think, so even but, though we're technically still in the regular season, I'm still sticking with that. I think you have to go with UC Soros tomorrow. Um, or yeah. if you're li- if you're listening, if you're downloading the podcast and you're listening on Tuesday tonight, tonight you have to start UC Soros. But we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be interesting as the day goes on. A lot of times they don't announce those starting goaltenders until right before the game when they yeah. skate out for warmups. So we're going to be focused on that. I'm looking up right now, actually, the last time uh, Pecorino started. Oh, and it, quick, was, uh, it was it was April 10th. April 10th was the last time okay. uh, so last time Pecorino started against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he only gave up two goals in that game. That's been a while. So he played well, but yeah, he, he, did. He, did, he took the loss. 
Yeah. April 10th. Landry Agnes is on here. Asked how many shots did Saro stop? I think it was 39 out of 40, I believe is what they said. Yep. Is that what it was? He almost added another 40 save performance to his season, which 40 saves in this league is just insane to even think about. Especially especially that second period, that onslaught where they were in the offensive zone a lot. He just like stood up and just like another thing another thing I will give credit to though is even though the Preds gave up a lot of shots on goal, they did make some very timely deflections and shot mm-hmm. and block shots tonight as well. Yep. So I don't want to mm-hmm. overlook the fact that they did have 13 block shots tonight and they had 10 takeaways. So it's not yep. like and 18 hits. So it's not like they were just like lying down defensively necessarily. Yep. But the Panthers are just one of those teams that skate effectively. They're fast, just like Carolina is in a lot of ways. And so you don't like the fact that they gave up 40 shots on goal. That's not a mm-hmm. good number at all. No. You're feeling really fortunate that you have UC Soros in your net. Yep. But at the same time, they did do some good things in that regard. It was that second period that that was it was that was awful, and we're really mm-hmm. lucky to get out of that period without yeah, giving up uh, without yeah giving up the lead. Uh, that could have been that could have been one of those snowball periods where we've seen in the past where the Panthers, you know, put a three or four spot on us and we're down four to two or four to one going yeah. into the third period. And even though we're playing well, that's just too much to overcome. Yeah, the Preds flipped that script tonight, and so going into going into Tuesday night's game, I think the Preds are definitely going to have to be a lot tighter defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't you can't bank on UC Soros or Pecorine doing that again as no. great as they are as locked in as UC Soros is it's still not a winning formula yeah and so I think they're going to have to tighten some things up defensively I think they're going to have to definitely play better in the neutral zone and not let the Florida Panthers just skate freely into the zone and they're going to have to tighten up their turnovers a little bit they had too many giveaways they tonight did. 17 giveaways tonight for the Preds yeah and if you think about it they really shouldn't have to like Soros shouldn't have to stop that many shots it should be they need to tighten everything up. And like like you said at the end, they were giving away they were trying to get cute with their passes and just giving up giving up too many of them. And they just can't you can't do that. And you can't give teams like these guys exactly any opening at all. So as fun as it was to watch and as great as it was to see UC Soros put a, put together another great performance. I don't think you can repeat that on, on uh Tuesday night. I think Tuesday mm-hmm. night Preds are gonna have to play tighter defensively, or I think we're gonna be singing a different tune. And I think the Preds might take the loss. And so that's kind of how I see Tuesday night's game. But that's kind of how we see the game going. And so the Preds are now updated standings, 27-21-2 and two on the season, 56 yep. points. They've narrowed down their goal differential on the season. They're only minus two on wow. the season. At one point, that number was, oh, yeah. was yeah. huge. <laughs> like they were way negative. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've slowly cut into that. And so they're still two points ahead of the – of the stars and the stars still have two extra games to play. So yep. that Saturday game is looming large as we all expected. And we're going to have to wait and see what happens to, yeah. uh, Tuesday night as well. And so that's the division update there. Uh, other scores around the league uh, that they're really kind of important to us, I guess would be the stars won in overtime over the hurricanes. Other than that, no other central division games going on tonight. Um, the Blues beat the Avalanche. That's a pretty big upset there. It is. Um, Absolutely, it is. Other than that, not a lot of big scores on that, that are really big when it comes to the Preds. Let's go into the next uh, segment of the Catfish and Ice podcast, episode 39, presented by DraftKings. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and play some da- daily fantasy, whether you're a baseball fan, a hockey fan, a basketball fan. You can uh, d- download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and set your lineups and Went up to a million dollars in prizes, and it's free to play. So why wouldn't you do that? So go get I the DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, I think we all want a million dollars. All right, so uh, let's get into the next segment, which we've already touched on, and that's UC Soros. But we're going to come at it from a different angle here, and that is, of course, this Vezina Trophy race. And is it fair and realistic to put UC Soros in this conversation? Yeah, I was thinking about it, which you had a really excellent article the other day about him deserving to be in the conversation. I really feel that if had he not been injured, that he would definitely be one of the top three or four. But 
with that injury and just not enough games and with who's in the top three, was it like Vasilevsky and uh, Flurry and who's the other one? Uh, well, okay, so let's get into it a little yeah. bit here. Yeah. And so definitely Vasilevsky is probably the front runner yeah. just because he plays for an outstanding defending Stanley Cup team. He's perceived as the best goaltender in the world. I'm not going to sit here and argue that. He is a great no. goaltender. He's an awesome goaltender. He's the type of goaltender that can carry the Tampa Bay Lightning to a repeat. He also has he also has a really good team in front of him that helps exactly. him out a lot too. So exactly. Anyway, and then uh, of course you've got Mark Andre Fleury, who is yep. he's got the pedigree, he's got the history. You when you talk about voting for the Vesna Trophy, that kind of thing comes into it, and yep. and Fleury is probably outside of. Uh, Predators goaltender Mark Andre Fleury is probably one of my favorite goaltenders of all time. Yeah, I love Fleury. He's a classy player. He's a class mm-hmm. act. It'd be really cool to see him win the Vesna, and I think he's absolutely deserving of it right now. He's he's uh, he's not letting Father Time catch up to him. I can tell you that. And he mm-hmm. also and he also plays for an outstanding Stanley Cup contending team in the Vegas Golden Knights. Absolutely. And so that that that's your that's that's your two front runners for sure. But then you talk about that third slot, and I'm sorry. I think Soros has every right to be right around in that third slot behind those two. You've got Connor Hellebuck, who's getting a lot of attention in that that race. And then you've got Philip Grubauer for the Colorado Avalanche. You've got Thatcher Demko for the Vancouver Canucks, who's up there. Those are kind of like – that kind of rounds out. I think Soros is right in there. I want to share this from Jay Fresh on Twitter, who we've had him on the show. He does a lot of analytics. He does his own oh, player cards. Oh, 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 oh. And UC Soros is currently among the leaders. He's right there with Andre Vasilevsky for goaltender save percentage above expected at five versus five, which is basically just a fancy way to say – these are the most effective goaltenders out there considering what they're up against, what they're dealing with. It takes out, it takes out of the context, some of this, some of these fluky goals, or maybe these goals that weren't the goaltenders fault. Right. It's a very good way to look at measure how a goaltenders playing on their own merits. And what do you know? UC Soros is right there with Andre Vasilevsky. Yep. In that regard. And then also Kevin Weeks, who's on the NHL network. Love Kevin Weeks. Go follow Kevin Weeks on Twitter. Former NHL goaltender. His top five goaltenders right now are he's got Vasilevsky number one, yep. Bauer number two, Flurry number three, Varlamov for the oh. uh, he's got him at number four. Yep. We didn't mention Varlamov. And we've yep. got UC, he's got UC Soros at number five in his rankings right now. And so the biggest thing you see when I'm looking at this list is, yeah, Soros does, just doesn't have the amount of games played yeah. as some of these other guys. Vasilevsky's got 36. He's got a 27-8-1 record. Soros is all the way down at 17-9-1. I've always – I've never been a huge wins and loss guy losses guy when it comes to rating goaltenders it's almost like pitchers in baseball yeah. or it's even worse in football with uh quarterbacks like right. loss records i'm like you're, it's a team game guys like like why are we yeah. talking but at the same time sorry but look at this saros has got a 2.27 goals against average 0.926 save percentage and that's counting his bad horrible start to the season right which, so it's which like, wasn't which wasn't all his fault so think about the ground he's made up yeah. Vasilevsky, to his credit, he's giving up a 2.08 goals against average, which is just insane. Yeah. Flurry is right behind him at 2.09 goals against average, 21, 10, and 0 on the season, 0.926 save percentage, which is exactly what Saros is at. Varlamov is also a 0.926 save percentage. Here's the point I'm trying to make Saros has almost the same exact numbers as these other player, these other goaltenders. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. Th- he's right there with them, with still games to play. And after what? And after watching tonight's game and what Soros did, thirty-nine saves 
against the Florida Panthers, carrying the Predators in a lot of ways to a huge victory. He he just strengthened his Vesna Trophy uh, conversation. Yeah, he definitely deserves to be in the conversation. And without without him, this turnaround would not have happened at all. And he's actually – what even if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's definitely solidified his spot as he will be the starter next season without a question. And I think he's he's finally answered that. You know, it's lingered for a few years, but I think, you know, he's going to be the man in Nashville, obviously. That's one thing we have to take with us out of this season, regardless of whether we get in the playoffs or not. One thing, yep. a silver lining we can definitely take with us is we no longer have to worry about what our goaltending situation is going to be like yep. going into 2021-2022. Yep. Soros has pretty much put that to rest, which is which is a great, th- great feeling to have. And, of course, then we can figure out what Pecorino is going to choose to do. But at least we know that we have UC Soros. Yep. We know we have Connor Ingram down there, and uh, who is his, his play on the ice speaks for itself. Yep. To hope to hopefully be a backup, possibly, and of course you got Iroslav Askarov, who we drafted in this yep. past draft, and so the Preds look very good in goal. Whereas going into the season, especially after the, how the season started, oh, we yeah. were worried about it. We even did a segment yeah. on the podcast. We did. I can't remember what I can't remember what episode it was. You can go back and listen if you'd like. We would love for you to go back and listen to oh, all yeah. the episodes. Oh, I've never seen if you one. got a lot of time to kill, go back and listen to all 38 previous episodes. But yep. uh we definitely talked about it. Mm-hmm. We talked about this goaltending sure. situation is looking really shaky right now. And yeah. I would love to go back and hear what we said about it. We probably sound like idiots now, but um Yeah. Well, if, either we've way. A, we've said a lot of we said a lot of things in the past, you know, month and a half that were, you know, we're like Get rid of all of them. Uh, Tear it we all never down. Said that. We never, know, we never went that far. We never went that far. I'm just don't sell it. Don't sell us that short, Rich. Come I on. Know. You're right. You're right. But um, here's the deal. UC Sorrow still has time to further strengthen yeah. his Vesna yep. push. I definitely don't think you can just count him out of it. No, uh, I agree. I, I think I if, if you're out there, you know, right now my front runner is still Vasilevsky. And Flurry is still second. I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna be a homer here and say Soros is ahead of those two. I got Soros as my third goaltender in that race. Yeah. yeah. With if with games to play, if it's, not, if it's not Soros. I'd rather be Flurry. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, it's also duly noted that you can't stand the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So, I, don't I think you're also a little biased in that regard. But yeah, uh, a little bit. But it's but easy. I'm not, to, taking, I'm not taking anything away from Vasilevsky. He is amazing, and like he's an Iron Man. Yeah. I know he started like a whole bunch of games, like twenty five games in a row or something crazy. So. Well, t- I mean, Tampa Bay is like a mess without him in net. They look like an ordinary team when he doesn't start. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think Vasilevsky's probably going to win it, and I yeah. won't be upset about it. I don't think I won't be sitting here saying UC Soros got robbed or anything like that. <laughs> but I will say that it's pretty amazing that Soros has even pushed into this conversation and we're even talking about it. You also have to think about it too. Like if he didn't get injured, do you you think he would have been playing as well? I don't know. I I mean, we'll never never know. Yeah. You never know. I've I've seen that thought brought up where it's like, Hey, maybe that two weeks off was a good refresher for him. He can push reset. That's a fair point to bring up. We'll never know. Yeah, you won't, but Uh, whatever happened, it it did him some good because Man, one of the hottest I mean, goaltenders in the NHL. Oh, yeah, and tonight was just a perfect example. I mean, you're looking at these slow-motion replays, and yeah. it's like Soros just knows what's going to happen before it happens yeah. in a split second. In a split second. Well, that one, uh, I can't remember. He, he stopped like three in a row. I can't remember which period it was in, but he was like back and forth and, you know, kick, and he's, kick yeah, he's, he's showing that He's showing that flexibility. He, he can cover the net. He's mm-hmm. not as big of a body as some of your prototypical goaltenders. But yeah. the way he covers the net and the way he show, uses his flexibility and he can do things that just don't seem humanly possible. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just amazing to watch. And so the, I think the Preds absolutely need him to stay on this to get us through this stretch. And yeah. and then suddenly you're kind of feeling pretty good. You know, we've seen plenty of teams go farther in the playoffs than you thought they could go when they have a hot goaltender. We all know that. That's, and so yep. the, Preds the, got, the Preds have one. The Preds yeah, have one that can do that. That's one of the and, main things that 
people want. It's hot goaltender at playoffs. Just time. have to wonder how long he can keep this up, and you got to hope that he doesn't go through some type of a lapse that we don't see coming, because yeah. that could that could also bury the Preds and keep them from getting yeah. into the playoffs. So, uh, again, he's definitely in the conversation. I don't think we're homers for saying that at all. Hmm. I think most of the yes. league is. I think most of the NHL, most of the league is saying the same thing right now. So yeah, the stats back that up. The stats definitely back that up. I mean, stick stick taps all the way around for UC Soros, man, because yep. he he has earned it. Yep. He is he has faced the pressure and lived up to it, and so we're really happy for UC Soros. And so he continued it. He continued it in this most recent win against the Florida Panthers. And so now let's go into our last segment of the Catfish and Ice podcast, episode 39, brought to you by DraftKings and presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Go follow all different types of hockey podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know a lot of I know a lot of Preds fans also have a second team they cheer for. I guarantee you there's a podcast for you on the Hockey Podcast Network. Yep. You can watch the Catfish Nice podcast, download the Catfish Nice podcast, then go watch one of your other favorite teams' podcasts. Go do it. Go follow hockey, at HockeyPodNet on Twitter for sure. We love the Hockey Podcast Network. We really appreciate being partners with them. So let's go into our last segment here, and that is let's list off some players that have really yep. stepped up their games. This isn't players that have necessarily played well. I'm looking for players here who maybe we didn't see them coming, Maybe we didn't expect them to play as well as they did. Players who have lifted their games up and been critical to the Preds, flipping the script on all of us and getting right on the cusp of going to the playoffs. So, Rich, Rich, how about you start this off and give me a player? Give me a. So player. I've got I've got a couple. We I mean um, the first one I have is uh, Luke Cunning. When he came out, when he started the season, you know, he had two two goals in two games, and we were really excited. And then he kind of dropped off, and then he got hurt. But now I, I looked up this. Actually, I got this uh, off the internet. He's got eleven points in his last. Wait, 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 wait! Time out! Time out! Time out! You got what? something from the internet? <laughs> yeah, I meant to say I got it from a Twitter. Somebody. What is this me. internet you speak of? It's the interwebs. You know what it is. You know that not everything on the internet is true, right, Rich? Well, I think this is true. He's got okay. eleven points in the last right. sixteen games now, and just he's he's like tough in front of the net. You know, he always fights. He that's where he gets all his goals is usually from really close yeah. to the net. And I just think that he, uh, you know. He's definitely put them since he's come back. So that, really uh, so let, let's rewind to that draft day trade when we traded Nick Benino to get yeah. Luke Cunning. Yeah. I, that was... I know there were some people that, that were like, huh? Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, who's this Luke Cunning guy? He's young. He's, well, we don't know a lot about him. Um, I was actually, I'm not trying to say I'm some smart guy or anything, but I was actually pretty excited about the trade just because I felt like we were trading one player away who was past their prime to get yeah. a player who could be entering their prime yeah. eventually. And yeah. so um, when it comes to Luke Cunning, here's one thing I didn't see coming. I didn't realize this guy was as physical as he I is. I didn't either. This guy is not afraid to get in there and get dirty, yeah. get messy, which he fits right into this Predators team because that's how most of these players play. And so mm-hmm. Luke Cunning's a great choice as far as – uh, this discussion goes here right? just, when it talks yeah, about like, players. When, when we did talk about when he did get – when they traded for him or whatever, we were sad to see Benino go. But just, you know, since kind of been, uh, been in uh, with the Predators, it looks like he's like bulked up some to me. I don't know. He's just like – he's he's not as tall as the rest of the guys, but he just doesn't – like he doesn't mess around in front of the net. He, he, he battles he's a, everyone. He's just a very aggressive player, and he, he, yep. makes, he makes things happen. He creates havoc. Yep. He creates loose pucks. Mm-hmm. He forechecks hard. He can score when he needs to score sometimes. Like he 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 does a lot of he does all the things you want to see happen. Is he elite? Is he necessarily a full-time top 6 player on all teams? No. No. But he he does everything. He does all the little things effectively. And you need players like that on your team. You do. You need glue guys. You need guys who can do that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I agree. So Luke Cunning, I absolutely 100% agree with Luke Cunning on that. Yeah. On that as a player yeah. who lifted their level of play and has been absolutely amazing. 
Let's talk about a player who's been around a lot longer than Luke Cunning as far as on this team. And for me, it's Cal Yarncroke. Yes. And the reason why I'm putting Cal Yarncroke on here is not because I didn't think he was a good player going into the season, but Cal Yarncroke has become a genuine top six player. Yeah. He is. He has found a permanent home in the top six. And he's, I mean, you've got all these injuries that the Preds have dealt with to their top six this season, most notably Philip Forsberg. Mm -hmm. And so Cal Yarncroke has come in and taken on that role. And he, and here's the, here's the deal about Yarncroke that's really been most impressive to me is almost like how we're talking about Luke Cunning. Yarncroke has been an all around player. He's in the conversation for the Selk Trophy, which uh, rewards the best defensive forward. Yep. Which I can promise you, you go back two or three seasons ago, Callie Yarncroke was not confused to be a player that played defensive hockey. He was more of a power play specialist or a scorer or had a good shot. Never a defensive type of player. Yarncroke is another player who has rounded out his game and just been lifted his level of play this season for me. He has. And he's always consistent. We've talked about him before being – you know what you're going to get with him every year, and he delivers. So, yeah, that's a good. That's definitely a good choice. Mr. Consistency, and he's another player that I'm really worried about possibly losing in the expansion draft. Yeah. I mean, he'd be a good pickup for him if he does, if he's not protected. Oh. I can promise Absolutely. you Seattle Kraken would love to have a player like uh, oh, Kyle yeah. Yarncroke fill in. Their, if it's not even in their top six, if they put him anywhere on their lineup, they'd be happy with it. No, so, no. Uh, for sure, Kyle no, Yarncroke no. for me. All right, give me your next one, Rich. We might agree no. again here. So um, I, I picked this guy. He, he's he's been injured, but I think he's. Oh wait, is it Lucas Spiza? It, oh man, no. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's just amazing. Hey, drawing that check. I mean, he's he st- hey. We don't know what he's doing on the sideline. He might be amping up this team in the locker room. He might be. We don't know I'm not what even Lucas sure he's a real person. I I'm, think I'm Lucas Lucas Spiza needs to be on every milk carton. In Nashville right now. Yeah. I, I hope he's like a real person and we're not just being tricked or <laughs> we, something. Did, did we get quote unquote catfish? Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> see what you did there. I like it. Yeah. That's All funny. Right. That's a good All one. Right. All right. All right. No, so he, he's been hurt and we really miss him. It's Matthew Olivier. And the yeah. reason I put the reason I put him on here is um you remember in training camp, that dude came in and he fought for his roster spot. And he took a roster spot, and and he deserves it. And he's he's an intense player. He he's uh, you know gets in there and, and battles with guys and takes up for players. And he's a reason, one of the reasons why they they are where they are today. And when he gets healthy again, you know that that line, that fourth line, I feel is is kind of taken over as the hardest working line, kind of like uh, the Benino Smith Grimaldi line. Yep, absolutely. Taking over that, um, taking that over, and, and Olivier is a big, huge reason to that. So, yeah, so but I do like Janelle. I'd like Janelle in there right now, but so we haven't, we haven't had Matthew Olivier since April eighth. Yeah, that's the last time we had Matthew Olivier, and yeah. so um, that's just another tough blow we had to take to the lineup. Yeah, but he's a player that absolutely came into the lineup, and I mean, he took control because if you look at if you look at his career stats coming into this season. He played eight games in 2019-20. So he had eight games to his to his NHL yep. resume. Yep. Uh, so the fact that he came into this season and took on such a big role like he has is, is just, you know, I mean, he's 24 years old, so he's not necessarily like a young, young, young pup necessarily. But the fact that he's come into this season like he did and just played such a critical part of that fourth line. Mm-hmm. It's definitely fair to say that Matthew Olivier needs to be on your list of players that raise their level of play. So I got my next one here, and I think a lot of people are waiting for us to say this player. It's pretty obvious, and that's Ellie Tolvanen, of course. Yeah. Another player, another player that was facing a ton of pressure coming into this season. Mm -hmm. This guy has been facing pressure since he got drafted. I mean, yeah. Yeah, drafted in 2017. Late in the draft, Preds are coming off their Stanley Cup run. Everyone thinks they're still a Stanley Cup contender, of course. And he gets drafted, and everyone's calling it a steal. 
I remember watching the draft live and all the pundits were saying, this is a steal. Mm-hmm. How did this guy slip all the, all the way to the Preds so late in the first round? And he's got that – he's always had that wicked shot. He played well in the KHL. He had all this – and then he came up to the Preds originally and just didn't look ready. Right. Which is to be understood. It happens. It's a hard league to oh, make yeah. it in. This Absolutely. ain't easy stuff. No. And so, uh, all these people who I'm sure have either deleted their Twitter accounts or they're uh, being just really quiet at this point. Yeah. We're trying to say this guy was a bust, and yeah, I didn't I didn't screenshot any tweets, but I'm sure there's people out there who could share a, a screenshot if they'd like to with us. But people were calling this guy a bust, and they were crazy yeah. for doing so. And, and I do remember I do remember people saying things like. This needs to be. It needs to happen this year. It's not oh yeah. So yes, and yeah. I I think we're kind of wishing he would have been in the lineup day one, oh, opening yeah. night. Yeah, I think he should have been personally. But, but what's he, cool I, is uh, what's cool is ahead. John Hines is real high on him too. I saw a quote today. Um, John Hines said, you know, players come in and it takes longer to develop than some other players, and you know, Ellie Tolvanen has taken a little bit longer than what most people would like but he's done it the right way and like it's paying off in spades for him right now. I mean, like yep. he's, I, I really miss him and Forsberg together and I just cannot wait to get those guys back together. Um, well, yeah, that's what we have. That's what, that's what we have in store for our future. That's right. Great that's thing to see. Very exciting. Yeah. You know, regardless yeah. of when Forsberg comes back and regardless of whether we make the playoffs, that's what we have in store for us mm-hmm. going into October of 2021 when the new season gets kicked off. That's what we have to really get ready for is Forsberg and Tolvanen hopefully on the same line and healthy Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. But we're not even thinking about that. We're thinking short-term here. We're thinking playoff hockey with L.A. Tolvanen and Philip Forsberg because Forsberg's getting closer. He's got to be. Oh, he's he's right there on the cusp of getting back in this lineup. I think any day now we're going to wake up and the news is going to drop that he's ready to go. And let's give some credit to Adam Vinian of The Athletic, who put a really good question on Twitter tonight, saying, who, Forsberg, when he returns to the lineup, who the hell do you put, who who the hell do you take out? It's a good good problem to have, but damn. I mean, what do you do here? Because no matter who you take out, it's not going to be fair. No, not really. All these players are playing well. Right now, for the most part, like, all these like, players are playing well. But yeah, you have I mean, to put Forsberg in. So, yeah, what do you, you do? Take out, if you take out, like, you hate to take out Janot, but I guess he'd be the. That's what like, I said. I said, Tanner, I said Tanner Janot, but I feel horrible for saying it because he, I know. he, that's yeah. not, that's not anything he's done wrong. It's not criticizing Tanner Janot. Tanner Janot yeah. absolutely has earned himself a spot on this roster, this starting and lineup. At one point, I would have said Eric Halla, but he scored a goal tonight. But the, but the problem is, you only got so many spots on your roster. It's not that; yeah. it's just the way it goes. And ooh, no, 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 no! I would not take Eric Halla out. Of I know that's that's what I mean, though. Like, if you would have asked, you know, a, a little bit ago, we would have maybe I mean, said, "Yeah, but." I mean, naturally, you're going to look at the fourth line because that's just the way it goes. Normally, your fourth line has your least amount of skill, but this Preds team is completely different. And they got a fourth line that they lean on mm-hmm. heavily, which is backwards, but it's okay. Hardest, we'll take it. Hardest workers. So, I mean, we had and one you know, Twitter response. Uh, I can pull it up here. Uh, mentioned Nick Cousins, yeah. which, again, that's hard that's, to think about that because yeah. Nick Cousins is another brawler, another player mm-hmm. who's playing tough physical hockey. But, yeah, I and we think. Also- we also have uh, Rocco Grimaldi is not in the lineup at the moment either. So you got him waiting too. So, man. Well, it's, I, it's unfortunately, as much as we love Rocco Grimaldi, I don't know if he's going to get back in the lineup anytime soon. I Yeah, it doesn't look like it. But, yeah, you just – yeah, I agree. I don't – you know, It's a weird I, thing. It's a weird dynamic. It's like it I don't is. know because, I mean, it's not that Grimaldi's played just a horrible season, but, again – you only have so many room, so much room on the roster, mm-hmm. and in the end, it comes down to coaches making decisions. 
And yeah. someone's going to have to be left out. And you're not going to leave a player like Phil Forsberg on the bench. So no. someone who doesn't deserve it is going to have to be taken out. I think it's probably going to be Tanner Janot, but it yeah. could also be Nick Cousins. I don't see it being Nick Cousins. I think it's going to be what to, to the dismay of a lot of fans. It's going to be one of the youth players, probably Tanner Janot. Yeah. It could be Trennan, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was what you thought I, about that? I don't see Cousins or Eric Hollow being taken out, though. I just don't. I don't see veterans yeah. being taken out of the lineup. I think John Hines wants veteran experience in this lineup as much as we've loved this youth and they've played mm-hmm. well. I think that that's just how it's going to go. Yeah. But it's still an upgrade because you're getting a you're getting Forsberg <laughs> who has that skill, obviously. Yeah. But it's uh, it sucks. It does. It sucks to lose a player like Tanner Janot out of the lineup or, you know, even Trent. Especially, especially when they've been carrying, you know, filling the holes from the guys who are injured and just doing so well. And then, you know, you got to bring uh, – you got to put Forsberg back in, though. I mean, you can't Speak, – like So, said, speaking of the segment we're currently in, the reason why I'm not going to include some of – I'm going to name some players who I'm not including on my list, and it's because – I already knew they were good players. I was already expecting a certain thing out of them going into the season. So that's why I'm not including them on the, on my list. Some of those players I'm going to mention here, Roman Yossi. He didn't raise his level of play. He was already a great player. Right. So I'm not including him on here. No. Uh, Matias Eckholm. Already knew he was a good player. Not putting him no. on my list. Uh, Victor Arvidsson. I do think he turned it on after starting off kind of badly. But again, I knew what he could do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to put him on my list. Uh, Eric Holla, I I had high hopes for Eric Holla when we brought him in. I love the signing at the time. He's yeah. finally starting to show some returns. I'm not going to put him on my list. Uh, here's a player I am going to put on my list, and it's because I wasn't sure if he could really do it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. let's come full circle in episode 39 of Tuesday <laughs> Sorrows. You were already starting to, to yeah. mouth the word UC Soros out of your mouth as I was trying to yeah. finish my sentence. Yeah, definitely. Definitely UC Soros. Let's just uh, let's go ahead and cross out the name of this episode is episode 39 and just call it the UC Soros episode. Yes. Because um, that's pretty much what this episode's all about. It is. But I, I do, so. for the sake of this argument, I do think he's raised his level of play because he had to. Yeah. If he would have had an average to mediocre season, we're suddenly having to really figure out what the hell we're going to do in this offseason. Absolutely. And what and and in the offseason, we still have that question mark of his slow starts, but I think he's upped his level of play now to where I really feel that that's not going to happen next season because – I think he's getting a taste of what it feels like to kind of be an elite goaltender, and I think he's just going to keep rolling with it, which we, we definitely need him to get off to a fast start next season. So. Well, let's talk about let's talk about how much the team was in shambles to open the season as well. This whole team was, was oh, terrible. Yeah. 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 So it's almost like the entire team has, has made a turnaround, but UC Soros has been a big foundation of that. Oh, yeah, but absolutely. We can't completely blame the slow start on him. No. No, and even and like we said earlier, some of the starts that he had where he did lose, definitely not his fault. It was the team in front of him, and because they were horrible, they were. One, they were I mean, really one bad. game, one game that's really sticking out to me that was just a train wreck was a game against the Florida Panthers, where they 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 crushed us. I, I can't remember if, if Pecorino was in net for that one, but my point is, this team was absolutely in shambles mm-hmm. at one point. And Soros took the brunt of a lot of that in front of yep. him. And so his numbers looked way worse than they really were. And so now it's finally starting to even out a little bit. Yep. But I also think he's also personally playing better as well. Because, oh, yeah, absolutely. for instance, tonight, the team wasn't doing him a lot of favors in that second period. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe some goals that he gave up earlier in the season, he was just locked in tonight. What He was just basically saying it ain't going to happen tonight. Not yeah. going to let this snowball. I'm going to go into beast mode here. I'm going to do it myself, even though he didn't do it himself. We had some good performances from other players. But my point is, he absolutely said, you know what? I'm not going to let this happen tonight. I'm not going to let this snowball into something yeah. bad. And so 
He, he rounds out my list of players who've stepped up. There's other players on, on the season as well. Tanner Janot, Yakov Trenin, that entire fourth line, mm-hmm. you can put them on this list as well. But those are kind of my top four. The ones you named, I was in agreement with you on there, Rich, when yep. it came to uh, Luke Cunning and uh, and Cal Yarncrope. So, oh, Olivia. I didn't have Olivia on my list, actually, but he deserves it. So yeah, you're right on that. What about John Hines? Does he deserve – for up in his game, any? <laughs> uh, we're not going to include coaches in this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just joking. I will say that he's. I will say that he's impressed me, and he's he's yeah. got more out of this team than I gave him credit for. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but that's um, all we got. But that's good. Yeah, but I'm not putting him on the list, Rich. Sorry. No, no. he doesn't make my list. He Players wishes he was on my list. That's right. I'm sure Players Hines is watching list. our podcast right now, and he's so mad. Yeah, he, he might be crying. John Hines doesn't have better things to do, like coach a hockey team right now. He's probably watching our podcast. Yeah. I don't know. All right. All right, so we got those winning vibes. It's been awesome. Episode 39 of the Catfish and Ice podcast. We yep. have a pretty great episode coming for you on episode 40. Pretty fun milestone there of the podcast. Colin and we will have our boy Colin Bluen Colin's come back. back. He had to miss tonight's episode. Life happens, unfortunately. But he's doing good. He can't wait to get back and join us for episode Absolutely. 40. We've also got our guy Max Ritz is going to join us oh, yeah. on episode 40 as a guest. Max Ritz has a lot He's of experience awesome. talking Preds, and we will update you more as the week goes on on his uh, on his uh, joining of the podcast. But Max Ritz, who is a Pred li- fellow Predlines yeah. contributor. Go ahead, Rich. What's, what's cool about Max is – He's from Canada, and he's a huge. He's a Preds are his team. Yep. I, I asked him about that. I was like, "Why did you pick? You live in the hockey mecca where hockey was invented. Why did you pick the Predators?" And he yep. maybe we can, maybe we can ask him that, and he can tell everybody why. We will definitely do that. So stay tuned for that. He has a wealth yep. of knowledge, wealth yes, of does. knowledge about hockey. So we yep. can't wait to have him join. He is super pumped to join the podcast as well. So stay tuned for that on Thursday in our next episode, episode 40. But until then, Rich, you got going out, going out terms until uh, episode 40. Anything you want to tell the listeners? Oh, just, yeah, just keep listening, man. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate when we get comments and just keep listening. It's only going to get better. It definitely is. All right, Preds fans, we appreciate you. Stay safe. Have a great week. We will talk to you on Thursday for our next episode. Let's try to get this two-game back-to-back sweep against the Florida Panthers. Until then, everyone say take care of each other. Go Preds. We will see you later this week.